part of the Podcateers Network. It's the Chris Buren Podcast, the only fun fact and quiz show on the Podcateers Network. Hey everyone, I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining me for the 59th time here at Quizneyland. Here at Quizneyland, I'll be bringing you fun facts and trivia from all aspects of the Walt Disney Company. On this episode, we will learn about It's a Small World, Sinbad Storybook Voyage, Boy Meets World, and Star Wars. So let's sail right into our first segment, Did You Know? Did you know It's a Small World almost had a different entrance? We are now all familiar with the white and gold facade of It's a Small World, but when it originally debuted at the 1964 World's Fair, it looked a bit different, and that different almost got brought back to Disneyland. The Tower of the Four Winds was a kinetic sculpture designed by Imagineer Roy Crump and served as the icon and entrance to the Pepsi-Cola Pavilion and in turn It's a Small World. Walt wanted a compelling visual marquee for It's a Small World, primarily because the show building was so plain and lifeless. He knew that the exterior marquee would be essential in attracting audiences, especially when it came to It's a Small World, which would be competing with the fair's architectural wonders. Walt came up to Rolly and said, Rolly, I want to do this big tower out in front of the assignment because I had remembered my interest in kinetic sculpture. Rolly then went out to create a scale model of his idea. The model was approved by Walt, and Rolly's creation was put into production. It was subcontracted to an engineering firm called Taggart & Cass. The firm was concerned about the wind loads in New York, so they over-engineered the structure. Some parts of the pipes that were 6 inches in diameter became 9 inches, and the center column that was 9 inches in diameter became 2 feet in diameter. After the Tower of the Four Winds was built, Walt and Rolly went to inspect it before it was shipped to New York. Rolly was surprised by the final product. Rolly said, I hated it. I was really unhappy with it. It was something that was really special to me as far as being Kinect sculpture. I drove Walt down to show him and he took one look at it and said, well, Roland, what do you think? I said, I think it's a piece of crap. He said, it can't be a piece of crap. It cost me $200,000. Besides, I like it. I was upset that it was so different from my original model. Well, Walt understood my concerns with it, but he spent over $200,000 on the thing, so he had it shipped to New York and installed. Construction on the tower required more than 200,000 pounds of steel and more than 100 blends of paint. The tower was disassembled and shipped to the 1964 New York World's Fair in seven trucks and then reassembled. Foundations were driven 60 feet into the ground. When the fair opened on April 22, 1964, it was very successful at the fair and a lot of people remembered it. All the public saw was this incredible 12-story exclamation point at the small world's entrance. Rolly said, The people visiting New York World's Fair had no idea that the pipes were twice the size that I had planned, and it was actually a popular attraction. They even created the catchphrase, Meet me under the Tower of the Four Winds, since you could see the tower from almost anywhere at the fair. That just goes to show you what Walt really knew what he was doing, and he knew which people were the right fit for the job. 
1964 Disney press release describes the tower as follows. Attached to three primary columns and four slender buttresses will be more than 100 spinning, swiveling, oscillating elements of as many colors and shapes. Propellers of every description and size, a miniature, purely decorative carousel with animals for several countries, a giraffe, camel, reindeer, llama, horse, elephant, and donkey, a stylized representation of the sun, figures of birds, flying fish, winged dragon, butterflies, bees, and other creatures. All will be in perpetual motion. The tower became a fair landmark and introduced the phrase, meet me under the Tower of the Four Winds. After the World's Fair ended in 1965, It's a Small World was packed up and shipped to Disneyland where it would be bigger and better. No one except Walt wanted to bring the tower back. According to Rowley, On the day that Walt was to meet with the upper management about the World's Fair, I was asked to come early into Dick Irvine's office and speak with them and the other company vice presidents. All of the heads of different divisions were there, each wearing a suit and tie, and I was just a little guy in a sweatshirt. They said, Rolly, Walt wants to bring the tower back and we don't want it to come back. Neither do I, I told them. Well, that's wonderful, Rolly, and we want you to tell Walt. I looked at them and said, it wouldn't be a problem. Towards the end of our meeting with Walt later that day, the executives looked in my direction as if to say, go ahead, Rolly, tell Walt about the tower. Walt looked at me, his eyebrows lowering, and said in a low voice, what about the tower? I don't want to bring it back. What do you mean you don't want to bring it back, Walt said in a louder voice. I told him my reasons, explaining that if we put the tower in front of the clock facade of It's a Small World, it would be like putting confetti in front of confetti. Walt smiled at me slightly and turned to the first executive treasurer and asked him if he was concerned about the cost of bringing the tower back. The treasurer said, oh, maybe a little, but not really. Then Walt turned to another executive, the guy who'd be in charge of maintaining the tower if it were brought back, and asked him the same question and got the same reply. Each executive, when questioned by Walt, backed down because they knew Walt wanted the tower in Disneyland. But Walt wasn't fooled and knew I'd been set up as the messenger. Finally, Walt turned to me and made his decision. Roland, if what you told me is the case, then we won't bring the tower back. And that was it. The executives quickly left the room. They couldn't wait to get out of there. Walt himself was getting up to leave. I had a habit when working with Walt of tugging on his coattail at the end of a meeting if I wanted him to stay and explain something which I hadn't fully understood. So I tugged on his coattail. He sat back down and looked at me. Walt, does it really bother you that we're not bringing the tower back? No, not at all. It's okay with me. I didn't care about the cost or the maintenance, but what you said about the tower just being more confetti made up my mind. Walt, as usual, understood things from a creative, not just financial perspective. The tower was never brought back to Disneyland. It stayed in New York, where it was eventually torn apart and sold as scrap. And that's all for this time on Did You Know? We will be back with the Quizneyland quiz after a short word from our sponsor. What is a villain without a good sidekick? Not much, if you ask me. And I would know. I just happen to be a darn good sidekick myself. Mr. Smee's the name, and I'm here to tell you about my very own sidekick agency. Need a bumbling oaf to do your bidding? Call Mr. Smee. Need a big lug of a fella to carry you? Call Mr. Smee. How about a horde of goons to protect your fortress? Call Mr. Smee. Mr. Smee's sidekick agency provides only the most premium lackeys at below market rate. So what are you waiting for? Contact me, Mr. Smee, today. If you call in the next 15 minutes, you'll get an animal companion included with your order. So set your course 
for Mr. Schmee's Sidekick Agency. And we're back, and it's time for the Quizneyland Quiz. Here at the Quizneyland Quiz, I'll be asking you three trivia questions of increasing difficulty. You'll have about 20 seconds to come up with your answer. If you haven't figured out about halfway through, hop up with a hint. If you don't get the answer right, well, at least you learned something. Let's get started with question one. What is the name of Sinbad's sidekick in the attraction Sinbad's Storybook Voyage? He is a tiger. Time's up. The answer is Shandu. Shandu was introduced to the Sinbad attraction in 2007 as part of its transformation from Seven Voyages to Storybook Voyage. Due to his popularity, has become a mascot for the ride and the Arabian coastland in general. Let's move on to question two. What is the name of the high school in Boy Meets World? It is named after a president. Time's up. The answer is John Adams High School. The name is an in-joke that refers to the musical and film 1776. William Daniels, who plays Mr. Feeney, played John Adams in the film and originated the role on Broadway. The high school itself, in reality, is John Marshall High School in Los Angeles. It has been featured in other projects such as Grease, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Wonder Years, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pretty in Pink, Transformers, and countless music videos. Now it's time for the final question. The crate dragon skeleton featured in Star Wars Episode 4 is a reused prop from what Disney film? This film was released in 1975. Time's up. The answer is one of our dinosaurs is missing. 
One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing is a 1975 comedy film set in the early 1920s about the theft of a Diplodocus skeleton from the Natural History Museum. After filming, the skeleton was then brought back to the prop house, where it was then sent out to Tunisia for Star Wars. The skeleton was left in the desert after filming finished on Star Wars because it was too expensive to ship back. Pieces of the fake skeleton are still there to this day. Well, that's our show. Thanks for playing. I hope you had fun and possibly learned something too. Until next time, believe in yourselves, dream, try, do good. And this has been our trip into Quizneyland. Quizneyland is a proud part of the Podcateers Network. Our music was done by Cirque Dumas. Don't forget to follow Quizneyland on Instagram or join the Podcateers channel on Discord. Send any comments, questions, or suggestions to Quizneyland at podcateers.com. Part of the Podcateers Network.